In this episode, we discuss Hannah Montana the movie, the terrifying tale of a young girl with two totally different personalities. Welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Back. Better than ever. That's me. All right. Here we go. <laughs> wait, wait, wow. wait, where were you? I was not here during the last show. Oh, right. Yeah, remember your your, your British friend? Our uh, British friends. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we are friends now. He's been in my apartment. We've shared a beer. Yeah. We've shared Dragon Ball Evolution. He probably went to your, he used your restroom. Mm-hmm. That's what bonds people together. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't let a stranger just go in there. Uh, you poop in well, there. how's a stranger dressed? Um, Strangely. I don't know, maybe in like a UPS uniform? No, not that guy. Okay. Fuck that guy. Wow. So, a little bit of current events, guys. I know, you know, we make a lot of jokes here, but I'm sure people also come to us for, you know, some opinions, some important opinions. They don't. The, uh, <laughs> the, whole, the whole late night scandal. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I think we're pretty late on coming yeah. to this. I yeah, mean, by the time this episode airs, uh, Conan will be off the air and everything yeah. will be done. Everything's sort of sh- shaken down, as uh, as someone who's out of touch would say. You know, I mean, I mean, I will say that uh, obviously. No, I was. I mean, I was hoping you guys were going to explain it to me. Oh, okay. Oh. But we can talk about it after the show if you. Well, people need something to fill their lives, and mm-hmm. so they've latched onto. Uh, an intercom- intra-company argument between two hosts of different television shows. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tiger Woods, what's That's the deal there? Okay. I mean, the only way this Conan thing will affect us is uh, maybe uh, maybe if uh, Conan, for some reason, comes back to New York, uh, we can get... And asks to be on the Flophouse. We, well, well, no, I was going to say, we can get writer Andre Duboucher, the one person I know who's involved in that oh, yeah. show, uh, to come on the Flophouse. Oh, maybe. I know a couple, couple maybe of people that would work. there. Good guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone involved yeah. in show business. No, I mean, but you're a games guy. Well, you know Elliot. Oh, yeah. Who? <laughs> Elliot Kalen. Right over your, here. He's hey. your immediate right. How you doing? Oh, with that little, the program he works for? Oh, yeah, that's on TV, yeah, right? Yeah, the it's Emmy the winning program that I yeah. work for. What um, I want an Emmy for. So we're not going to talk about Tiger Woods. Is there <laughs> oh. any other current events we should talk about? <laughs> These are the least current events. So that, that 2008 election, guys. What about the way that shook out in the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Stewart's still mad at the Florida voters for 2000. So. Yeah, what was the deal there? Mm. Massive electoral problems. Uh-oh, yeah. somebody's iPhone's going crazy. Yeah, blowing up all over the place. You know who else is blowing up? <laughs> what? Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so st- What happened to her? <laughs> what happened? She blew up? Well, I knew she had enemies. Yeah. <laughs> she was visiting Northern Ireland and uh, uh she turned her, she, yeah, tur- she turned evidence yikes. on the mob and they <sighs> Wait, like the Irish mob or okay, like guys, the mafia? Either one, I don't know. Guys, I was trying to I was trying to uh trying to segue. Okay, into the You bought a segue? <laughs> Dan, it's a fad. It's not. They're not going to reshape cities. It's going to revolutionize them. the way we get around. It's not. <laughs> well, well, time will tell. Time will tell which one of us. Time is right. has told. <laughs> time is telling right now. Uh, we Speaking want... of time, <laughs> I think we it's spent time... some time this evening <laughs> talking about movies. Oh yeah, and then we uh, had and, some dinner, right? And his is the segue that's going to stick. That was a good segue. 
So we watched the Hannah Montana movie. Now <laughs> I think that was the kind of segue we really needed. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, we all none of us knew that much about Hannah Montana. I think that Speak you and for I, yourself. for some reason, knew slightly more than Stuart. In that we knew that there was... Uh, we knew the basic mild, premise. Yeah, that there was this bifurcated uh, life. That Miley, <laughs> I think that was in the pitch. That Miley Cyrus is leading. It's originally, they went to Disney and they said, we've got this idea for a show. This girl leads a bifurcated life. <laughs> yeah. It was on the poster, it's I called think. My, it's called My Bifurcated Life, and it stars Claire Danes. And <laughs> They're like, wait, Claire Danes likes both girls and boys. Sounds awesome. It's not, it stars Claire Danes and Claire Danes <laughs> in a double role. Mm-hmm. And it's a remake Wait, of Multiplicity. Are we talking about a slight? <laughs> are we talking about like a like a slightly healthier, slightly beefier Claire Danes, or like a really skinny, scary looking Claire Danes? I I don't know. I, I don't maybe know both. I don't know what you meant by beefier. <laughs> <laughs> like a little more meat on her bones. I actually don't know why we're spending so much time talking about Claire Danes because we don't have a lot of time to talk really about Hannah Montana at all. No. Speak for yourself. We- <laughs> So we knew that oh, Hannah Montana, the story was that there's Miley Cyrus, and uh, she leads a double life as pop star Hannah Montana. It's, basi- it's basically like Spider-Man, except instead of being a, a nerdy high school student who's also a superhero secretly, she's an, a kind of goofy high school student, or I guess middle school, I don't even know, who's also a huge pop star secretly. Yeah. So in this and movie, the only people who know that Hanny Mon- Han- that Hanny that Hanny Montani and uh, Millie Cyrus are the same person are her father, her best friend, and her manager slash uh, keeper out of troubler. Uh, speaking of Hanny Montani, I, I just want yeah, are Chelsea Hanna. I just yeah. want to mention that Stuart and I were at the bar the other night with our friend Kurt, who pronounced it Hanna Montana, <laughs> <laughs> and he asked. Who Hannah Montana was these days? Apparently, he thought it was a Menudo situation <laughs> where they just kept cycling in new Hannah Montana. No, there's only one Hannah Montana, and yeah. her name is Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Shh, I don't tell he, anybody. I think he was assuming she was Germanic of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah Montana, the Teutonic, uh, you know, uh, pop, pop star, yeah, pop sensation. But um, so yeah, her. Her friend knows, her manager knows, and Billy Ray Cyrus, her dad knows. Her friend Lily, her manager Vanessa Williams, and her dad Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. Her friend Lily, Wait played by Emily Osment, who I'm still convinced was just uh, Haley Joel Osment in a girl's wig. I have to call shenanigans because that was not Billy Ray Cyrus. Everyone kept calling him Robbie Ray. His character's name is Robbie Ray Cyrus. So he played a character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Well, this is like Earth 2, but the only difference is that instead of Billy Ray Cyrus, there's Robbie Ray Cyrus. Yeah, it's Earth Robbie Ray. <laughs> so and his song was like, don't put my heart back together because it doesn't it was hurt. It was my sticky wicky heart. Oh, God. Sticky wicky heart. Don't touch my heart, my sticky wicky heart. <laughs> Your hand's going to get stuck to my heart. <laughs> it sounds actually pretty good. I don't know about a that. better song. I don't know no. about the meter of that. Like the 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 poetry of that is kind of he's uh, not as good awkward. as he's not as good a, a songwriter as Billy Ray Cyrus, mm. but dancing better. Don't get me started. Better, yeah, yeah. On ha- having a pointy uh, soul patch, better. He's the best at that. He's also one quarter inch taller, <laughs> which you wouldn't notice because Billy Ray Cyrus, knowing this, wears shoes with quarter inch lifts. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what an elaborate scheme to compete with this fictional alternative universe yeah, we've created. Yeah, parallel world, worlds are very competitive with each other. So, well, anyway, uh, Robbie Ray is very distressed at um, his daughter's, uh, the way she's behaving. Yes. She's become a, a real pop diva. 
Yeah. And, she, so. and she's she's losing sight of her friends and mm-hmm. her family and what it means to be a modest, humble, God-fearing, straight, uh, red state American. Mm-hmm. And so to fix this, he uh, he knows that what she needs is a good old injection of country. Country living, right? Yeah. yeah. Rural type. Where, Small town. Like like Bob Evans. Yeah, where American good people values. live. Yeah. Good. Any town USA. And <laughs> the, he, he see he goes back in time with to with her to the eighties to back when every movie had an evil real estate developer. Mm-hmm. As this film has a kind of played to a T by Barry Bostwick. And by T you mean temporarily, because he disappears <laughs> from the film after a certain point. <laughs> yeah. Barry ha- the overscheduled Barry Bostwick. This happens with every uh like pseudo villainous character the film has to offer because there's also a British tabloid reporter intent on exposing the double life or exposing the secret that Hannah Montana has. He doesn't know what it is. He just knows she has a secret. Yeah. But, but I and mean, he disappears for the whole like last third of the movie until the very end as well. well yeah, I mean, he does, his arc does get completed. That's true. He uh, well, there are a couple different storylines going on here. There's Hannah Montana has to learn to be humble. Hannah Montana is falling in love for the first time with a with a boy in her hometown. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's looks looks like a young Mormon. Billy Ray Cyrus is falling in love with what's her name for the from the Office. Jan Levinson Gould. Jan Levinson Gould, uh, Michael Scott's crazy boss slash girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Sure, former girlfriend, former boss. Uh, More attractive when she's crazy. Yes, and aren't they always though, guys? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, nudge nudge. Like <laughs> eh, fellas. Eh, fellows. Uh, <laughs> Sits and, back and lights a cigar. <laughs> and also that the town has some open land that an evil real estate developer wants to build a mall on. Which would but, be terrible. Which would be terrible, and the town can't afford the, the taxes on the land. It's kind of unclear who owns this land what and was the land called again? Was it, it was called Crowley Meadows. Okay, for a second I thought it was called Craven Meadows. That was all I could think in my head. <laughs> that would town, be awesome. The town is called Crowley Corners because I assume it was founded by Alistair Crowley uh-huh. as a free-live, free-love cult right. of Thelema. And why... Uh, I, the, Gate posts and above it carved in, do what, th- do what thou wilt will shall be the whole of the law, which of course is the first rule of Thelma. <laughs> uh, well, you lost me there for a minute. I was thinking I was about just all a, the... a tiny uh, mini lecture on the wickedest man in the world. I was thinking about how great it would be if that town had an Aunt Annie's pretzel and... <laughs> so you wish it was more like Penn Station. Like a, like a Banana Republic. Mm-hmm. An orange Julius. That's an the, orange yeah. Ju- yeah, you can get one of those orange Julius things. It's weird that they they're so anti mall because in real life, so many of those towns now are just open stretches of road with houses and strip malls dotted yeah. around them. You know, it's it's a very, you know uh, they're fighting against having a mall right in the center of town when really urban sprawl is the problem that we have to deal with these days. It is strange that these uh, that these people don't understand. Yeah, why don't they Why don't they yeah. just deal with it through zoning? Well, that's the thing. You could make zoning rules. You can't build a structure that big. Maybe you can't build a multi-business platform building like that. Yeah, or, I mean, it seems like no one in Crowley Corners really wants this. Uh, it happens, so surely, including the mayor. So yeah. surely they could pass something through. Or just declare just eminent. Well, the mayor is. We don't know for sure. He could be in favor of it, but he could. They could just call it eminent domain. But the mayor hosted a dinner from uh, Hannah Montana. He, the mayor obviously just wanted attention and to associate himself with someone popular for the right. votes. He's corrupt. He's going to get thrown out of office. But think of all the oh, tax so dollars they could generate. The mayor also uh, is wearing a medal around his neck of the type that Dracula would wear. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he earned it by being Dracula. I think. <laughs> just, we were, we were, I kept waiting for the twist in the movie where it turns out the town is full of vampires, but, or there's oh, an so like, it'd be like a malign paradigm <coughs> shift where yeah, like there'd be like the room would start spinning when she realizes that there are vampires. There would be vampires. a zoom in push out on her face, and then the crypt keeper <laughs> comes in laughing. Well, Miley, Dyrus. By by the way, an African American uh, mayor in a town. Almost uh, entirely lacking in other African Americans. Um, it's the, the most tolerant uh, small southern town that I've ever seen. Oh yeah, it's a very tolerant town and very musical. Yeah. But I was going to say the other. We I was kind of hoping the whole time that the plot of the movie would be that Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus would start to war with each other. Mm. Two personalities in one body, one trying to destroy and conquer the other. Uh, something kind of persona-y in a way about the merging and ambiguity of personality, how easy it is to lose sight of oh, oneself. Oh, like that movie Identity where everybody's fighting inside John Cusack's brain. Yeah, that's a shittier version of it, yeah. But it didn't happen like that. Or like the Identity, like... the movie where everything takes place in John Cusack's brain, but they st- when you find out which personality is the killer, they still go back and show you the scenes of that person <laughs> sneaking away and killing the other identities as if there is a physical reality in his brain. <laughs> What a dumb yeah. movie. By the way, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert on a, on a, what, an eight or nine year old movie <laughs> that nobody liked when it came out. So yeah. anyway, Miley, you were saying about Hannah, Hannah the Montana. Um, I, 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 I don't know. She, uh, she goes to this small town. Uh, she learns lessons about love. Is there any about herself? Well, we know that there's, we know there's a crisis about this on whole, infinite this, earths on this land. But, uh, oh, are there and any also other the town's crises? built in an ancient Indian burial ground. No, that's oh, not part God, of Oh, God, really? I you're, wish. You're reading subtext in the film again. That's not Dan, there. basically everything in America is built on an Indian burial ground. We killed a lot of Indians. Yeah. You have to assume that Crowley Corner is it's probably... Odd. It's odd. I, I made that exact same joke in something once. <laughs> this is the shows uh, that are similar. Uh, Man, why don't yeah. you two get a room? Why don't you stop making out with each know. other? Well, you want to get a room? Yeah, sure. Where are we going? <laughs> I don't know. Vegas. Yeah, let's. I, I think sharing rooms is a good idea. It would save us money yeah. and loneliness. Uh, the Luxor, I recommend the Luxor. It looks like a giant pyramid. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the elevators travel kind of sideways. It's pretty awesome. So then it wouldn't be an elevator; it would be a lateral no. It's uh, no. It's. I'll explain. I'll draw you a diagram. Okay, because it's not moving up or uh, not moving. No, down. I'll. I'll explain. It'll make more sense when I draw it. Okay. So, what's going on with Miley Cyrus and this uh, this fella of hers? Well, because there's, I mean, they immediately fall in love. Well, and everything's but it's happy hard for them after, to tell right? each other. It's hard for them to tell each other how they feel, especially when she's got this double life that she's keeping secret. Right. Also, they've got to finish painting that bird barn. And they did know each other when it's a chicken coop, Billet. It's a chicken coop, but it looks. Bird, they keep calling it. Barn. They keep calling it a barn. Oh. They don't call it a kook, which I thought was Wasn't weird. paying attention. They, <laughs> they did know each other when Miley was uh, but a wee lass. Yes, he uh, called her Smiley Miley at the time. Yeah, which he reminds oh. her of, um, and that, that Clearly lands clever. with a thud. It's a very awkward, I like it was a realistically <laughs> awkward moment uh-huh. in which he says something that weirds her out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she's like, that that, that rhymes? Those, those are, that's a rhyme Oh, it was a subtle name. reference to Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, speaking of Leanne Rhymes, Taylor <coughs> Swift shows up in the middle of this movie. She has a cameo, yeah. yeah. And uh, Amy That's Winehouse. Something. No, Matt, again, <laughs> you're adding things that would have made the movie more interesting, oh. but we're and, not And uh, what's her name Tyra from Banks. the X-Ray Specs? No. 
Tyra Banks. Tyra, Tyra Banks, Banks does, is in, in it. Uh, one of the one of the signs that Miley Cyrus is getting a little too diva y is that she and Tyra Banks get into a physical fight over a pair of shoes in a store in Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, a, which Robbie Ray Cyrus refers to as a shoe fight. He says, "You got into a shoe fight?" As if shoe fight is a common phrase one one would use every day. Um, I sounded like I was in. Uh, I, I was in some sort of game show. It's a common phrase, <laughs> one you would use every day. Did you just do a flashback to something we just heard? <laughs> God damn it, Dan. You didn't hear the... So, um, so everything I... gets resolved really neatly right away, right? How does it all No, does there's all complications. There's complications for reals? For reals. Okay, what happens? Uh, everything gets complicated. It's the, kind, it's the kind of thing you can see where the movie is going the entire time. At some point... People are gonna. Uh, the boyfriend is gonna learn her secret and be unhappy that she kept a secret from him, and they're gonna break up, then come back together. At some point, because teenage like, boys care a lot about like things like that shit. Yes, most of the time they're just yeah. interested if the girl's pretty or not. Well, the thing they're is, really they're really angry about a secret double life that existed before uh, they had any sort of involvement with each if other. I would, let's say I'm a 15 year old guy. I meet a girl I really like a lot. I knew her when we were younger. Now we're back together again. I find out that secretly she is the most famous singer in America and super rich. I'm going to break up with yeah, her. That infuriates That sounds you. terrible. Yep. I would absolutely not try to do something sexual with her to tell people. I wouldn't <laughs> do that. No. Well, I think to brag that about sound to my like buddies. you at all. Yeah. No, I would never do that. Well, let's say, uh, I mean, uh, to, to dissect the whole Hannah Montana uh, premise for a little bit, I mean, there's a lot that just doesn't make sense. I, I mean... As I said, we don't know anything about the, the, the show. We aren't uh, Hannah Montana scholars. Do they forge a birth certificate? <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But there's, some, there's several problems. I mean, as you pointed out, I think out, they killed Stuart, a girl of Hannah Montana's age and took her identity. That's uh, named Hannah Montana? <laughs> yeah. Okay. As you pointed out, Stuart, uh, Miley Cyrus's dad is always hanging around Hannah Montana. Uh, how is that explained to people? Bodyguard. Uh, <laughs> Boom. Just came off the tongue. At the beginning of the film, Hannah Montana can't get into her own uh, concert. Op- Apparently she did not think of giving herself a backstage pass. Well, it opens with her trying to... She's about to do a concert and she's late. Her and her friend try to get in by showing up at the box office mm-hmm. and talking to the woman running the box office. And yeah. why she doesn't call her dad on the phone and say, like, Hey, can you let us in the back? Or right. Her uh, phone died. It did die? Is yeah. that the explanation? I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> Well then, why she, well, then why she doesn't have a pass, why uh, she doesn't show up as Hannah Montana, mm-hmm. so that she can just get Why in. she didn't introduce herself to a security guard and say, hey, uh... Well, this... she's got to keep her secret from well, security Well, right, but Robbie, yeah, I was Robbie a bumbling Ray. fool. It's an elaborate shell game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do they should call this movie Duplicity 2, Hannah Montana. <laughs> There's no... Well, but beyond that, there's to ride no ride on the success of Duplicity <laughs> the One of the hit blockbuster film Duplicity. <laughs> Again, I'm sure they assume that anyone who bothered to watch the Hannah Montana movie is familiar with the show and thus doesn't need any explanation. And they're already they're already on board. But I would I would appreciate that it being a movie, they would reset it to the degree of explaining 
why on earth she has to leave this double life in the you, first place. a man in his early 30s, would appreciate if the Hannah Montana movie was a little bit more well, say logical. I, say I'm a, say my, say I'm a le- an 11-year-old girl. I know it's hard to imagine that, Elliot, but do it. Sounds kind of gross. It's not as hard as you would think. Say I'm an 11-year-old girl, and I'm going to my first sleepover, and I've never seen the Hannah Montana TV show. You've but- never seen the Hannah Montana show? <laughs> You gotta. Oh my god, it's so good. Well, it's great, because we've got the Hannah Montana movie Let's right show you here. the Hannah Montana movie. Your parents movie. probably don't let you watch Wait a TV. minute. What the fuck? What's going on? I'm a really... I, I, I'm a very sweary 11-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? What's happening? Why is this girl leading a double life, rather than just enjoying the fruits of her pop stardom? I don't want to be friends with you anymore. <laughs> well, see? See, <laughs> that, Hannah Montana is ru- ruining relationships. Ruining children's lives. Well, in the, get it. Fast forward to the end of the movie... Uh, Hannah Montana is doing a benefit concert to save Crowley Meadows. Why doesn't she just... I mean, she's a super pop star. Why doesn't she just pay for it? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Well, you know, it's, uh, I guess it could be a tax write-off and everything. I don't know. Yeah, I know. In order to... She's, she can't live this double life anymore. She can't lie to her family anymore. So she unmasks, which in this case means unwigging, <laughs> uh, and in front of the whole crowd that's there. Oh, like, my God. Like wigging out? No, no, no. Taking her wig off. Oh. And her vest for some reason. <laughs> well, the vest was too Hannah. <laughs> All right. That's not something but that I mean, Molly would wear. Well, when, when you've been living a double life so, for so long, you you really split off. I guess know? so. Like, there are certain signifiers that you just gotta, you gotta shed. You but, gotta uh, shift and that's really one of the things that's most impressive about Miley Cyrus' performance. <laughs> she just changed. She's really two completely different so people. Compl- oh, yeah. Chameleon. It's like, it's it, like Andy Serkis. Gollum this, and Meagol, you this know? This is Dead Ringers. This is Jeremy Irons and Dead Ringers. Yeah, you, two, can, you always know which which twin he's playing. Yeah, you always know which one she's playing, Miley Cyrus or Hannah Montana. And it doesn't have to do with the fact that they have different color hair. Mm-hmm. No. It's due to the fact that they're just completely different people. Yeah, two truly different characters. Like, Hannah Montana is like a kind of crazy, kind of goofy pop star, and Miley Cyrus is like a kind of crazy, kind of goofy everyday teen. Mm-hmm. But she lacks the confidence that Hannah Montana has. Exactly. Because she's not a world-famous pop star. Because she's wearing a mask as Hannah Montana, and by mask I mean wig, because her face looks exactly the same. Yeah. But anyway, she un- she unwigs at the concert and says, I can't live a lie anymore. And, uh, but I think now- it'd be cooler if she wore a mask, though. That would be a much cooler pop diva. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a weird, like... Well, that's more like Lady Gaga there. That's, that's a, that's there's nothing there's wrong the fe- with that. theatricality. Sounds like Lady Mask Mask. Yeah. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> anyway, so, no, I'm there. I so uh, she does that, and she says, "Well, now I can't be Hannah Montana anymore." And a little girl uh, who has faith in Hannah Montana mm-hmm. says that they will keep her secret for her, and the whole crowd agrees, except for the British paparazzo who takes mm-hmm. a picture of her putting who, the wig back reappeared. on, who has reappeared out of nowhere <laughs> after having gotten uh, eaten hot chili and fallen, yeah. slipped on walnuts Several and fallen into the woods. Uh, in the first there's 30 minutes. Of, there's a lot then, of slapstick pratfalls yeah. in this movie to the point where like, you expect characters to be paralyzed. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and also ferrets running up people's legs and into their pants. Yeah. Hannah Montana's brother has a <clears throat> ferret, which causes so many shenanigans. I like, fer- shenanigans. I like ferrets in Beastmaster. Sure. Well... Or that the movie A Boy and His Ferret that doesn't mean, that, by Harlan Ellison. That doesn't, yeah. I, uh, you know, logically that doesn't mean that any film with ferrets is enjoyable. Though, Wrong. Stewart. Every movie. Oh, ferrets. okay. Thanks for explaining that to me, Dan. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense now. See, I'm more of a Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time guy. But anyway, that's me. Um, the 
Where, oh yeah, so but anyway, the, the paparazzo takes a picture, everyone chases him, they convince him to not give it away to the tabloid magazine, because his daughters are big fans of mm-hmm. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana goes out and does her quits, show. He and, quits his job, And he I quits think. his job, too. So yeah, Hannah story. Montana it doesn't even bother to give him a job as like well, a publicist. Well, print, print or... is dead. She knew that he was going to be out on his, on his butt soon, how, anyway. How is he going to pay to fly his two daughters back to England? Uh, I guess they're living here now. I mean, I guess they're going to have to. How is he going to pay for their, like, room and board and stuff? Because, I mean, he just quit his job. Yeah. yeah. And well, he was kind of inept at it in the you, first place, so he probably didn't have that much money. No, he didn't get any money. Again, this is a problem that I have with the whole Hannah Montana basic premise. Like, I understand why the paparazzo wants to to know this. Like, how this would be a big, like, scoop for him. Like, oh, this pop star is actually has this secret identity, and I am breaking the story. However, and she's all, they'll never guess my secret identity. Like yeah, that. She's singing about it. Yeah. But, uh, and Jerry O'Connell shows up. Although most of her songs do feature a lot of allusions to the fact that she's two <laughs> yes. people. I was like, she's, she sings a lot of songs about how great it is to be a regular girl who's also a pop star. So you'd think that people would put two and two together. Maybe they think it's like a Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen like song story, like well, like a Bruce Willis a... and uh, that that Bruno personality adopts. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> yeah. Well, but I'm saying that I, I understand why it's important to the, like the journalist. I mean, we all saw you know how big that uh, that Chris Gaines story was when it broke that uh, he was actually Garth Brooks. But uh, but but I don't understand why Vanessa Williams is like your whole career will be ruined Wait if the secret comes out Chris Gaines is Garth Brooks <laughs> oh, shattered so many illusions oh, wait you mean Chris Gaines who only recorded one album and whose songs are usually performed by Garth Brooks in his stage shows they're the same guy yep Smash next thing you're going to tell me is that uh, that Richard Bachman's like what like Dean Koontz or somebody <laughs> close very close <laughs> Keep looking at the clues, Stuart. Someday you'll decipher it. <laughs> okay, I, I, I guess I guess I'll go back to Wikipedia. You guys finish the show. Stuart is sitting at home, cutting pages out of Richard Bachman novels, piecing them together, trying to get the clues. It has to be in here somewhere. <laughs> Everyone encodes their true identity in their work. Mm-hmm. All these allusions to Castle Rock. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's how I learned that Beatrix Potter also wrote the story of O. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, why why would it be such a big deal to her fans that she has a secret identity? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> There's some things that I just can't explain. Dave. Why does she but really need a secret identity? That the doesn't... important thing is, in the end, everything works out. Yeah. She needs a secret identity so she could have the best of both worlds, as explained in her first song and opening number, the best of both worlds. I guess you're right. Yeah, it does work out because uh, she sings her benefit concert. Thanks, sorry for bringing it back to the music. That's what's. That's, <laughs> that's what. There are a lot of songs in this movie, and they're all very generic and bland. Yeah, that's what, the, what it's all about. And she has one, her big song that she sings with her pop about butterflies and flying away. That sounds a lot like that uh, landslide. That by, landslide uh, a coming down song. Yeah, by uh, the Fleetwood the Mac. Fleetwood about Mac. How she yeah. sees, the Fleetwood Mac. How she sees her reflection in a snow-covered mm-hmm. hill. Uh-huh. That's that was cocaine. Really? Spoiler alert! I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphor alert. I guess I never really cared enough to find out. So, anywho, it was um, kind of like a white winged dove, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she looks like she's about seventeen. <laughs> that's all you care about, Stuart? No, no, no. That's like that the song, song, the white, oh, okay. the white winged dove. Yeah. It's edge of seventeen, but yeah, Fle- oh, okay. Fleetwood Mac. 
Well, yeah, not, not it was it was just a Stevie Nicks solo song, I think. No, no. Uh, yeah, I'll check it out. What well, Wikipedia that, and okay. then look up Richard Bachman. Don't really Wikipedia. So you want me to Wikipedia Witchy Woman? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of songs, and they're not very good. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Anything else? Uh, yeah, what else is going on in this movie? Not much. It's very. This it was like this is a a very mainstream nothing movie that. Yeah. It didn't have the Maybe. craziness that the Bratz movie would occasionally have. Yeah. I was I was a little nervous going in because this is a movie where one person has you know has to live in two worlds and they and she plays two roles. It's, I was it's worried, too close to home. Well, <laughs> in part, yes, it was going to make me very nervous um, because I didn't want you guys to find out. I'm not going to keep talking about this because I might give up more than. No, no, I no. Should. It's okay. We won't. You. If but you know. there was. A, I was worried that there was going to be a that there wouldn't be a sequence where she has to be eat both people at the exact same time, <laughs> like in if, two say, completely has, different places. If she has two dinners that are both set for the same time. Right. Yeah. Two, two dinners early that, afternoon dinners that you couldn't possibly move for any reason. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, one was a big lobster dinner with the mayor and with her the, family with the count mayor, <laughs> count mayor, mayor and, Dracula, and the other was at a local restaurant across the street from the mayor's office with her beau. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, how? That, I mean, that, that's crazy. She's gonna have to like both go to both dinners mm-hmm. and at the same time dodge all of her crazy fans. Yeah. She's gonna somehow have to run across that street several and times. change wigs. Mm-hmm. Perhaps in a uh, supply closet. It's kind of weird. She's got like a her own personal makeup artist best friend. Like yeah. it's not like she needs that much work. I mean, it's pretty simple. Like she just puts on a wig and puts on some makeup. Well, apparently, and puts on a shorter skirt. Yeah, well, apparently the makeup is actually fantastic, and we're just not getting it, even oh. through the medium of Blu-ray, because oh, she's, no one can tell uh, Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus are the same person. She's painting LSD like, so potent that and it, it just goes it into goes, the pores it radiates of in waves. Yeah, look at and it's people. Like, it's like that, she's got, like, that, Rick Baker doing her effects. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't Hannah Montana like be tripping clumps. then? No, her face has been, her skin has been laminated. Oh, okay. It I thought that maybe she pores. built up an immunity over the years. That, but it's not Iocane powder, Dan. <laughs> no, I just thought that maybe, you know, her early uh, concerts were like, they were like, you know, seven-hour jam affairs <laughs> because she was so high. But then later on, she just, you know, that, the inoffensive pop came in later when she got yeah. used to the, the, the drugs. It, the psychedelia got taken out. Yeah. yeah. I think after she turned 14. I'll tell you one no, thing. I, I kind of prefer that, to be honest. I mean... You, you know, like, it's, it's a little more family friendly. You like her later works? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Later on. Wait, she had earlier works? <laughs> well, I so, said that. <laughs> the um, show went on for several years, so I guess so. It, is it not still on anymore? I think that this put a cap on the whole uh, Anna Montana thing. Mm, maybe put a wrong. cap in her act. Yeah. But, eh? like, eh? this is the you know, Miley Cyrus does <laughs> like, the exclamation point well, this on is, what was an amazing This is sentence. the X Files fight the future mm-hmm. of, of the series, I guess. Well, I mean, Miley Cyrus like performs as really herself now. <laughs> yes. And Billy Connolly's and, in it. Well, that was uh, X. What was the? Or was I thought Fight the Future was the first one? Yeah, oh, Fight the Future was the first. What's one. the second? What's the second one? Um, Trust no one or something. Uh, or? It was it, the X Files. This movie's shitty. I don't know. Like, it's don't. weird they would call it that in the title. Opinions. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. This uh, I, the movie I mentioned this while we were watching. It, the movie struck me as the kind of movie you would see in like the mid '60s, if there was like a pop sensation who was had a hit record and some s- smaller low budget studio or maybe even Disney's live action arm, which it was in this case, 
decides to build a movie around her where they're like, we need her to sing a certain number of songs, she's got to have some wacky scenes, the characters are going to do pratfalls, it's going to be inoffensive and we'll make it quickly, and it won't be very good. And if, if, you just, have trouble, if you have trouble filling time, we'll throw in some additional characters who have bits where like an animal might bite them on the ass. Exactly. Or like, there might be like a fart or a dog, do, a bloodhound doing a double take or something. Mm-hmm. That bloodhound... They kept cutting to it as if, or they cut to it a couple times as if it was going to do a double take, and it never. Did. Yeah, I was fucking holding on to the edge of my seat here. <laughs> yeah, it barely did a single take. I yeah. know. You thought this was a Roger Moore James Bond movie, but then nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. But there was a sequence where a young child or young man, I guess, gets attacked by an alligator in a swamp. And it's supposed to. Be, he's like a zookeeper, even though he's probably about fourteen years old. Well, I think that's probably fair. But uh, he gets a, he's. An alligator bites him, and the kids who are he's touring around at the zoo are all laughing, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> but it's like, no, you are in serious danger. Yeah. That is it, a man-eater. It will, yeah. it will probably drown you first. It'll yeah. take you underwater and drown you. At the best-case scenario, it rips a chunk of flesh out of your posterior, and you get to a doctor in time that he can stop the bleeding. Yeah, and mm-hmm. possibly do some kind of a butt graft. And you better hope it's not, like, if a Komodo dragon bites you... The bacteria in its mouth will kill you. It's toxic there. You better hope this alligator is not the same problem. It's not like part Komodo dragon, Elliot. That, <laughs> well, no, I'm I mean, just like, saying it's an issue that you might have to think about. Yeah, there might be some sort of bacteria. trying to show off how much you know about Komodo yes, dragons? Yes, I'm just trying to show off how much I know about Komodo dragons. <laughs> no, but it's I mean, like the one thing I know about them. <laughs> it's like a swamp. I mean, you know what? You don't know what's in that water. You get like a staph infection. True. You know. Speaking of which, he seemed to be the only staff member at that zoo. What's the deal? <laughs> Whoa. Segway. That's how you segue into a, into a dead end. <laughs> who who staffs that zoo when they're not when they're not living down there when they're living back in LA? I think the zoo shuts down oh, okay. and the animals roam free across Tennessee. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. In right. in the great field that will someday become a mall. Hopefully, we can only hope. Yeah. Yeah. So they they win they they win the day. The mall isn't built. Uh huh. Miley Cyrus sings three songs and then drives off in a truck through the crowd. Uh, she gets to kiss her boyfriend. Does she? I don't. I don't. Even yeah, know they kiss behind the. Oh, okay. You know, and uh, relatively short. I mean, it's they left a fair amount of space between them. I just. I mean, like this is. I know that I. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to hold Miley Cyrus. You're allowed one kiss. It's a chaste movie. Whoa, whoa! You like you were in another room. You ran back in. You ran back in to immediately just interrupt. What I, was I just saying. wanted to defend the innocent act of kissing. Oh, okay. There was a fair number. Anyway, of... I thought you just couldn't resist running into, <laughs> to interrupt in, you in the middle of the scene. There was a fair a number today. of uh, there was a fair number of Miley Cyrus sh- like shaking her hair in the wind in slow motion shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, wait, was, this was also this movie was based on a shampoo commercial. Oh, wait, for real? Which one? Prell? Uh, it was either Prell or what's the one where the women climax while they're washing their hair? Oh, uh... Prell. No, it was, uh, like, nat- organic. Herbal, herbal, herbal essences. Herbal essences. No, it wasn't that one. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't that one. What's the one where they put, uh, where they put it in their hair and it changes color? Wait, is in that the one that's, like, Annalene? tingling on one side and not on the other? That's a different one, but it's not that one either. Yeah, that's okay. head and shoulders. What's the one, I guess it was a hair color coloring thing that Elaine Bennis used to do ads for. All right, okay, so it wasn't the that fact that we're talking about <laughs> so you shampoo were, commercials. You wanted to say something about Hannah Montana. No, I was, I was just going to say, I know. I, don't get me wrong, I don't want this movie to end with a full Miley Cyrus concert. However, sure. it does irritate me in movies 
where they have like a concert or something, and, and because of the time constraints of it being a movie, they're like, well, we're going to play two songs, and then the concert's over, and there's no like time dash in between. It's just like, well, we saw you come out on stage, and we we're seeing you leave, and and I want the audience to riot at that point. <laughs> like, we paid $500 to come see this Miley Cyrus and it, it seems like everybody who's at the concert lives in the town. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they care that much about the fucking town, why do they need a Hannah Montana concert for them to pay? The money. Yeah, like, it just doesn't make sense. I think a lot of those people wanted that mall built. Yeah. Oh. They didn't realize they, this was a fundraiser and they felt gypped or tricked afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, don't thank you. I so, yeah, I didn't mean to slur gypsies. Thank you. Uh, or Roma as they prefer. <laughs> Romani. Uh that's no, like why Ray I Romani like everybody loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that guy. So <laughs> um the people were pretty happy though that she only did two songs. They were all cheering <laughs> as she drove away. It seemed to be why they were cheering, yeah. Yeah. They were throwing themselves under the wheels of the truck as it was leaving. <laughs> I guess they were so angry that she turned out to be a brunette that they just wanted it to be over. Yeah, brunettes are grosser. Yeah. I disagree. Anyway. No, I disagree too, but for the for the sake of comedy. Oh, okay. Yeah, then we all agree. We all agree. For the sake of but, comedy. But, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is that that's the For reason. the sake of comedy? No. God. For the love of Benji. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's because of the, like, that's why she's blonde when she's Hannah Montana, right? Because they have more fun? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And she has bangs. I think it's that in real life, Miley Cyrus has brown hair. So Hannah Montana just had to have different hair. She would be jet black with like a blue streak in it. That would be kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. A DVD of the film Blue Streak. Braid it in. Right in her hair, yeah. Guys, let's... I would prefer Black Knight. Is that possible? As long as Mr. Lawrence is in it, then... Big Mama's house. They're Pretty all much my requirement. Nothing to lose. <laughs> oh, man. And okay, so Martin I think we're movie. I think we're pretty much done with yeah, this. Yeah, we're, we're, let's put a. Let's put they a made a movie of Martin. <laughs> well, well, they really didn't really. There is a movie called Martin, but it's not based on the TV show. Movie <laughs> yeah. about a confused boy who thinks he might be a vampire. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's go on to Final Judgment. Deba. Final Judgment. Final Judgment. Deba. That's what we call it now. The the categories are, as always, was this a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie that you actually kind of liked? Uh, Stuart, what do you have to say about it? Um, I think I'm going to put it on the line between bad, bad movie and good, bad movie. It was relatively light. It moved quickly. There was a whole bunch of pratfalls, as we've already pointed out. There was one very genuinely funny piece of physical comedy in my opinion yeah um so i can't involved I'm, a plate break i mean it's it's not like it's not great it's not like hey let's watch this and laugh but yeah uh, i also like to joke about a lobster bib she's yeah. at a lobster dinner and she had to like run across to her uh boyfriend's dinner and she still had the lobster bib on and, and he's like why do you have that and she's like because i planned to order lobster it's just like this huge like goofy like hand motion then it's kind of funny and it's i think it's funny because she's also wearing a completely different outfit than the one she was wearing that normally had the lobster vib like it was some kind of cartoon and she just threw all the clothes in the air and they landed on her i'm surprised they didn't have a thing where people try to get at her and jump at her and she sneaks out from underneath the pile of people yeah right and they keep you know fighting or whatever i mean the closest thing they did to that was she snuck under a table with a tablecloth and the table's like moving through the room and somebody acknowledges it but doesn't really say anything (laughs) yeah someone is like 
Like, I, think the mayor it, I think it was the, the mayor. The mayor has a look Dragula. on his face like, that's weird that that table's moving, but I guess I won't investigate. Yeah. So what do you say, Elliot? I, I kind of agree with Stuart. I feel like it was one of those things where it wasn't, it was not a particularly good movie, but it was not a painful movie, but we, we were just not the audience for it. Like, I'm sure this is a good movie for, you know, 13-year-old girls, but yeah. for us it just wasn't going to do the job. But it wasn't like 10,000 B.C. where... We couldn't stand sitting through it, you know. Where there's no audience for that movie. No, there isn't. No. Yeah, yeah I, I except people who want to hunt manix, or as <laughs> we call them, tooth. mammoths, <laughs> spear tooth. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Like, I feel like it kind of falls outside of the the categories because what I would say about it is it's inoffensive. Like, it's yeah, like, it's it, like you say about the uh, you know like movies from the sixties. Like, you know, it's it's. It's appropriate that this is a Disney production because it feels like it could be like the Million Dollar Duck or something like that. You know, is like that a movie? Like Dean Jones could be in it or something. So or like Haley Mills. Yeah, know, it's 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 not a. No, mo- I want to see Dean Jones. Play okay, Alaska. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Kurt Russell as Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yep. But it, yeah, it's it's very inoffensive and not. It's not particularly irritating, but it's not particularly entertaining. Yeah. You know, if you're not on the, the same wavelength as it, so I would say don't don't bother renting it unless you are the age group it is meant for and gender group. So I have some good uh, letters here. Moving on. Uh, Wait, did he give his? Yeah, yeah, he just did. Okay, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was Monster, looking at my keep, phone. I think. Keep up. Uh, so I have some good letters here. First one is titled Wolverine. I like it already. And sure. <laughs> I like from, where it's going. It's from Jen, last name with hell. It's from Logan, last name with hell. <laughs> hey, bub, it starts. It uh, says, uh, all the way from Madripoor. <laughs> okay. I was listening to that episode again the other day, and we were talking about Madripoor for a while, and, and Dan <laughs> said, let's not talk about this anymore. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, as I said, it's from Jen, last name with hell. Jen is a, um, a longtime listener. First time writer. A big... A big supporter. No, she's written before, I think. Oh, well, that's very nice. Thanks but, for supporting um, us. She says, so how many emails did you get from female comic book readers after the last episode? I'm guessing at least a couple, because there's probably quite a bit of overlap between that population and your female listeners. Or maybe it's just just me, and I'm a freak after all. Now, uh, we, we actually didn't uh, get any letters. This is either because uh, we're not popular enough to get outraged letters. Check. Or because... Uh, our readers, our, our, our readers, our listeners, uh, we, we're lucky well, we do enough. Have, for the deaf, we do have a translate, a <laughs> transcript that goes Yeah, out. if you want a transcript, please write to P.O. Box <laughs> 805 FLOP. I forget where the joke comes from, but somewhere they joke. If you if you want a transcript of this program, watch it again and type very fast or something <laughs> yeah. like that. No, but uh, we're also lu- uh, lucky enough to have listeners who uh, I think understand that Ninety percent of the sexism on the show is is a put on, and the other ten percent comes from Stewart. Um, but only ten percent for real. Continuing, um, she you gotta says, "Get your numbers up." I know. She says she can also answer everyone's questions about Gambit. You all don't see his appeal because none of you were once a thirteen-year-old girl reading X-Men, the dark, dangerous anti-hero that. with the crazy Cajun accent. Yeah, total girl bait. I happen to know I was not the only grown-up straight girl comic reader interested in seeing the Wolverine movie pretty much just to see how Gambit would appear in real-life form. Weren't we disappointed? And she asks, Any plans to watch Powder Blue? I hear it's got Jessica Biel as a stripper, and Forrest Whitaker as a priest, and Chris Christopherson 
I don't know what he's supposed to be, but the fact he's there is crazy enough. Happy belated congrats on 50 episodes. We did discuss Powder Blue at the time, but I guess we decided that, uh... It sounds like it's just a very turgid, not not enjoyable movie. Yeah. So, I'll just watch it by myself with the fast-forward button handy. Or you You're going to be fast-forwarding the most of the movie. Well, I can use, uh, I can, I can jump scenes. Blu-rays <laughs> let you do that, Elliot. Or again, the internet. Yeah, and, and also the... What uh, do I use the internet for? <laughs> uh, for pornography. Oh, okay. Wait, and this is a porno movie? No, but Jessica Biel has no clothes on in one point. at one point. Oh, okay, cool. And I'll, it, it, it's, Don't, it's no more spoilers. <laughs> he was gonna, I believe he was going to spoil it by saying it was a direct DVD film. It was a direct oh, okay. DVD film, so it kind of falls outside of our thing usually. But also, like our purview. But also, it our perv view in this case because also <laughs> the, Jessica Biel, the, the Jessica Biel the Jessica Biel scenes are not. It's almost they're they're such a disappointment, you know. Yeah, you know, I. Uh, she going to the bathroom or something? It's. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, got me. You did say. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Do we um, have other letters? Yeah, this one is a. Uh, this one is titled, "Oh Dan," and uh, <laughs> I have to it say, sounds like you wrote it. <laughs> I have to say, this is neither the first email I've gotten that has been titled "Oh Dan," nor is it the first conversation I've had that has started with someone going, "Oh Dan," but anyway, it's from Ashley, last name withheld. And it says, Flophouse Ladies. Dan, I cannot abide this any longer. Elliot and Stuart have received flattering, bordering on creepy pieces of fan mail, which have clearly had a negative effect on your self-esteem. The least popular flopper, you say? Not so, I say. Although I certainly can't resist Elliot's impressive intellect and Stuart's raw masculinity and reportedly large penis... I'd still, I'd still rather have those than the intellect. <laughs> I'd have to admit that you're my number one flophouse crush. You're the mastermind, the organizer, the ideas man. The Cyclops. You're sensitive, pensive. The Leonardo. With a dry wit. All this plus those gentlemanly good looks and pleasingly low voice. <laughs> Sigh. Please don't feel inferior to your fellow floppers, Dan. I'm sure I'm not the only listener whose heart you wormed your way into. And with you, she doesn't have to worry about you, like, messing around Science or treating Dan. her bad. Guys, uh... <laughs> That's true, because, yeah, you're the guy... I mean, she's done having fun with us. Mm-hmm. Time to settle down. Yeah. Sure. That someone, was a... Someone with a round face. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very nice letter. Guys, I, uh... I think I've fallen for Ashley last name with help. Oh, no. Okay, should I tell uh, Lulu that you're going to be leaving? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not where I thought you were going to go with that. I thought you were going to mention my wife. Oh, well, you talk to the You're cancer. married? <laughs> That's you who tell, that is? You've got to get this Angela girl out of your life. <laughs> Ashley. This is, oh, Ashley, I mean. <laughs> wait, wait, who's Angela? <laughs> I, I got to go. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, maybe uh, maybe Sarah and Ashley and, uh, heck, Angela, too. Maybe we can all... <laughs> Maybe we can all work something out, you know? Maybe. Wow, that's the type of joke I'd make, dude. Yeah. Some sort of. Uh... You're cutting into steward sexism right now. <laughs> yeah, right dude. There. It's not sex- that's why I'm down to 10%. <laughs> why, is, why is it sexism? We haven't, we haven't asked uh, Ashley and the fictitional. Fictitional. <laughs> fictitious. <laughs> Angela, what they think of their relationship. Yeah, dude, you're just trying to talk them into doing what their bodies want. <laughs> Maybe do like some mute, like some back rubs sure. as a team. They might and be then into those it. back rubs turn into some other kind of heavy petting. 
I'll I'll write up a whole like scenario. We'll write some fiction about. It'll it. be like a D and D adventure though. No, no, uh, <laughs> complete to, with graph you'll paper. You'll have to and... roll dice at every step to see if you get farther. <laughs> on yeah, a, absolutely. On a less gross note, I would like to thank uh, Ashley for taking my taking my bait. Uh, <laughs> Your boy bait for the the compliments I was fishing for. And, uh, well, they're long. They're long overdue. Well, but here's the here's the funny thing. The same day I got this email, and I, I thought to... you were pretty handsome. Thanks. Yeah, he's a very good looking man, and Thank he does you. have a very pleasing voice. And you're sitting on the floor right now, and that guys, does something weird for me, guys. I, <laughs> I feel like this is going to get into the weird slash fiction area that uh, another reader sent well, us. Well, hey, let's let's turn off the mics for a little bit. Let's really talk about how we feel. <laughs> no, but we'll leave them on. I want to say that the same day I got that uh, email from Ashley, I uh, saw. That some people were coming to the blog, uh, or or from um, another podcast, okay, um, called the Hotcakes Podcast, and the show notes I saw the Flophouse had been mentioned in, in one of the episodes. And I'm mm. like, huh, I'll listen to this, and I like listen through, and uh, it gets to the Flophouse being men- mentioned, Very and nice. these these gentlemen, these hosts are. So nice about the show, very complimentary. They say that like one of them was recommending it together, and he says, "I find you know I find it like extremely pleasurable. It's very funny." Uh, and he mentions, he's just like, "Oh, you know, it's you know, there's hosted by these three guys. There's uh, there's Elliot Kalen. Uh, he uh, he writes for the Daily Show. There's this guy Stuart Wellington. Uh, he keeps talking about his big balls. <laughs> okay, that, <laughs> that's fallacious, but that's okay. <laughs> and then." And, um, oh, man, uh, <laughs> he could not remember my name. He You're... remembered you guys' full names. And what we do. I'm the, I'm literally. Well, I mean, he inaccurately remembers what I do, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally, I'm the literally the only yeah. one of the three of us who has been on every show. I and think, he could not remember just one of my names. Your name comes up at the beginning of every episode, but for some reason our names seem to come up during episodes. Yeah. You know, so. See, I think the problem is I don't have a hook. Like he, he was able yeah. to. He was, he was like, oh, there's a guy. He writes for the Daily Show. That's that's a big hook. Um, you know, like guy the, the, the gen- genitals guy. It's <laughs> big. Hook. I need something that I can like really sink it's my teeth like into. So, and I wanted to, I wanted to present this to you guys. I wanted to present this to you guys and see what you thought my hook should be. And maybe you I have like a character. That. Yeah, you know, well, not a character. What I'm if not you're like put on? I just feel like a trait. What if you're like the guy who keeps sneezing? <laughs> I think that'd be more irritating to listeners than anything. All else. right. Well, what about How about you're the guy who straightens his tie before every joke? Yeah, again, not something that you can see on the podcast. What if you're like uh, you dance really well? Uh, visual. On, on what about podcast. what about when you wake up every morning? You say, "Time to make the donuts." <laughs> <laughs> so, so the listener to the podcast would just know this about. Yeah. Me well, somehow? what if you join like the volunteer fire squad? <laughs> I, well, I like that. Yeah, I, I no, guess that, I like that a lot. Yeah, I guess this isn't. I mean, I guess that's fair because it's not like you write for the Daily Show on the podcast. It's not like yeah. we we get to hear that happening. So if we just talked about me doing some of these things, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't even have to talk about. Maybe it, we should record it while you're writing, though. Like, would that be really exciting? It would be very to... distracting to me. Oh, okay, <laughs> while I'm working, well, probably I, to my coworkers. Who came, came into the office with? Yeah, Stuart, you could you could hold the uh, laptop, and the, I could have like, a and you boom. hold like the boom mic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's see. What could your thing? Maybe like you love coffee. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, that feels kind of hacky to me. Okay. Well, what if like uh, in your spare time you are like a survivalist? 
You got a militia. Yeah, that's Cabin pretty good. Yeah, you I make your see, own you, you money know a lot out of gold. About that stuff. Yeah, you, you love that. I, you're always talking about how the government's going to oh, collapse. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're on those I, lists. No, I don't. I don't impressions. Say you're the guy who does all the impressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of like. I'm yep. Elliot, this is Stuart, and then Dan comes You're like, well, 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 this is Dan McCoy as Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> that's yeah. terrible. No, that's impression. good. No, no like but it that. was my impression of you doing Jimmy Stewart. My I'm... Jimmy Stewart is much better. Oh. Uh, yeah, you, or you could be like that, that guy from, from the Police Academy movies, the Motormouth Michael guy. Michael Winslow. Oh, you mean... Oh, Motormouth Jones, yeah. the sound effects guy. Yeah, that, that no, guy. Michael Winslow. Yeah, no, I'm talking about his character. He's not really a I don't motor think his character's named Motormouth Jones. <laughs> yeah, I made that up. I think you're thinking about the Micro Machines guy. You could be like the Micro Machines guy and talk really fast. All right. Or you could well, try it. Try it out. Um, no, you're not going fast. Okay. Yeah, give us like the King James Bible all the way through in like a minute. Mm, now, no, like, say was... more like you had a mustache. <laughs> not like you're talking about tiny cars. <laughs> I think I, this would involve me having the King James Bible memorized is the problem. Well, that's the first step. Uh, okay. I do like that when they wanted to say, like, our toy is tiny cars, tiny cars, tiny cars, talking really fast, of course. It makes perfect sense. All right, well, guys, these are all great ideas. I think I'm going to sleep on them. Yeah. You could also, we could also do, like, a little listener contest where they could send in hook ideas. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea. Since what, the last listener hook? contest was really successful so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we do, like, your friend uh, claimed that he was going to give us some uh, DVDs of Stoll with the, the, the DVD commentary. Maybe by mentioning this, we'll guilt him into doing that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, I can check up with him. If people, if listeners come in, if listeners write in with some, with ideas for something that will make all of you fall in love with me the way that Ashley last name with hell is falling in love You just got to be yourself, Dan, and you'll find no. the right girl eventually. Confidence. Maybe even your wife. <laughs> I don't know. I've been living with her for a while. <laughs> but you, you need so. confidence. That's the thing. Girls like guys who like themselves. Right, Stuart? Or, no, guys who can dance good. Yeah, yeah. Or learn how to dance real good. Or wear wolf shirts. Or, yeah. Like, a, yeah, just kill a wolf it. and, like, wear it like a shirt. When we And the, the mouth is right over your head, so it looks like you're inside the wolf. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. That's really that's good. What really if like good. you're like, Oh, I'm Dan and I'm so sleepy. Okay. Danny's always sleepy? That's yeah, good too. I like that. There's something adorable about it. All right. I mean, you can't win this contest though, right? Because that'd be unfair. <laughs> no, I can't enter. <laughs> okay. Or else I would win. <laughs> yeah. Well <laughs> I'd win the grand prize, which is what, Dan? Uh well maybe it'll be a DVD. Okay. Some uh, kind of a DVD. Please enter this contest. Give Dan his hook, and you'll possibly win a DVD. Uh, to <laughs> maybe, <be> maybe <laughs> that, maybe the maybe DVD we watched tonight, right? The Hannah Montana DVD. Well, I was thinking again of I hopefully think a Netflix DVD. The, hopefully, well, the Netflix DVD. can hold their horses. Yeah, yeah. The what if Netflix DVD would be a good prize? What they, if Netflix wins? Netflix they get their can't th- enter. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. How are they going to get their DVD back? <laughs> They're just going to have to come get it, man. Stop being so lazy, Netflix. Okay, oh, so uh, so we've talked a long time. I don't know, like, whether we really have any time for recommendations. I mean, we can do it really fast, rather than like getting into like, detail. Maybe just run down. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, okay, I'll run. A, I'll recommend a movie I saw a long time ago that's really good, uh, called Castle Freak, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Stuart Gordon. It's really awesome because this family moves into a Italian castle that they uh, that they happen to um, inherit. And little do they know that there's this crazy misshapen freak, a castle freak, living in the basement, who flips out, kills a bunch of people. I think he bites a prostitute's boob off, 
and then I think he even rips off his own ding dong in a rage. Uh, totally awesome movie. <laughs> so, so it's like an fantastic. X-rated end of Rumpelstiltskin. So you, very similar, yeah. So that's that's released by Kino, I assume. <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's nope, Full Moon Pictures. Oh, okay, <laughs> close, <laughs> very close, very, very close. Elliot, what do you got? Uh, I have a recommendation that's half recommendation, half plug. Hmm. Um, I have another film screening coming up for anyone who's in New York on February 3rd, first Wednesday in February at 92 White Tribeca. We're going to be showing Divorce Italian Style, and if you don't live in the New York area uh, or can't come, I would still recommend you seeing Divorce Italian Style. I rewatched it uh, just recently to review for this screening so I could take my notes on it, and I was rem- reminded what a uh, fun movie it is. So, I just watched uh, the documentary uh, Bright Leaves. But yeah, uh, what's his face? Do you, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. The no. guy did Sherman's March. Oh, okay. I know who you mean, but I don't remember his name. Ah, oh, man. This is going to kill me that I can't remember the name. Uh, oh, it, Harry Leaves. <laughs> no. But, uh, Powers Booth. <laughs> he's known for making documentaries sort of in the form of kind of personal essays. Yeah, kind of using, using his own life to kind of talk about larger subjects. Right. And also, the, the thing is about a lot of documentaries, either they're polemical in the sense that they have like a specific point that they're trying to make or they are movies about life that are kind of trying to shoehorn life into um more of a traditional narrative often whereas um this movie was much more kind of free form it follows you know his his whims wherever they may take him and that seems like it's you know kind of artless but it takes as much shaping and editing as as anything to make it interesting and engaging and it certainly was that and so i enjoyed that uh, a lot and so bright leaves is my recommendation so in order of quality or or not we got a uh, castle freak <laughs> uh divorce italian so, style yep and divorce uh divorce italian style i was gonna try to say it in italian but i don't know what that and is. bright bright leaves mm-hmm. bright li- just bright leaves not bright bright leaves no in case you're looking it up so, guys, directed like, by somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. Co- You're disparaging any movie that's not Castle Freak. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut this short. I have a um, concert that I have to attend as an audience member, and certainly not perform on stage. Dan, part why of. do you? It looks like you have a wig in your hand. No, What's that all about? No, this is a merkin. Anyway. Um, <laughs> It's really long, long hair for a merkin. Well, yeah, I like a lot of hair down there. Bright blonde. So, for the flop house, I've been Dan McCoy. I've been uh, Stuart Wellington, and I will continue to be Elliot Kalen. Good night. I apologize for the lack of a table. Theoretically, we're getting a new table at some point. Sure, sure. This is kind of cool. Table? I like it. It's uh, yeah, like uh, kind of like college. This it yeah. You yeah. like beanbag chairs and a poster of Clockwork Orange. Yeah, or Jim Belushi wearing a college sweater. Yeah, yeah, from Amsterdam. Drinking of those people kissing in like Paris. Yeah, like, rainy Paris. Oh, that, that, that was kind of, you must have been in like a lot of theater kids' rooms. That shot from Taxi Driver. Of, that's not it's even in a lot of girls' rooms, Stuart. Oh, I was always weirded out by girls' rooms because I was their platonic friend. <laughs> you you were listening to their troubles. Girls' yeah. girls' rooms always smelled like the Moss Man He Man figurine. <laughs>